If you were to explain to someone, explain to someone, what does Jesus do? And many, you could come up with many answers. But in focusing on the missionary work of our Savior Jesus Christ, what, how would you answer a person? How would you explain it to someone who asked you about this Jesus that you Christians worship? The Lord himself tells us in the Gospel of Luke. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed. Our Lord has come to set us free, to bring freedom, to be freedom to those who are oppressed, oppressed by the devil, oppressed to sin. Who doesn't want to be free? And in a sense, freedom doesn't mean do whenever, ever, whatever you want. It is to be free as a child of God, to live as God has called us. This is the freedom our Lord has come to give us, to bring us into that freedom of being a child of God. How does our Lord do this? In this gospel, as he sends out his apostles, we can see three things our Lord speaks on. First, in the gospel it says that the apostles, but our Lord did this, was preaching the good news of freedom, preaching the gospel. He himself, the living word, in encountering others, he himself in his own presence speaks freedom, reveals to us the freedom of our heavenly God, our God, the freedom of our Lord. But in this, he seeks to proclaim to those who are captive that they are called to be freed, speaking to those who are in prisons. Secondly, he will then free those who are captive to the devil. He will free those. He will go to battle for them. He will go to battle for us, freeing those who are imprisoned and chained by Satan, those who are possessed and don't have control of their own lives to live as a child of God. But he will also free those who are enslaved to sin. He comes to free us, free us. And not only that, he seeks to free us, those of us who are enslaved, by illness, as you see in the gospel, he heals those who are sick. In his hometown, he was able to free a few people, free those who wanted to be freed, free us from those things which keep us tied down, fear, habits, anxieties, all those things which keep us from living as free children of God, called to love him and to love one another. In your own life, you can consider those areas in your own life, as we all do as, as Christians. We're called to reflect on those things which are keeping us tied down from being free, to live as God has called us. The Catechism, or our Catholic Catechism, says this about liberation and salvation. It says, by his glorious cross, Christ has won salvation for all men. He redeemed them from the sin that held them in bondage. For freedom, Christ has set us free. In him, it goes further, we have communion with the truth 
that sets us free. The Holy Spirit has been given to us, and as the apostle teaches, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. It also says God willed that men should be left in the hand of his own counsel, so that he might of his own accord seek his creator and freely attain his full and blessed perfection by cleaving to him. That true freedom is to folk keep our hearts and focused on what we are called to become, to allow the grace of our Lord to take us there. And we respond to him when he speaks to us. We respond to him with that freedom to hear his voice, that our ears are open to his word. In the first reading, we hear about Amos, who was a shepherd, uh, uh, a tender of sycamores, who was living in the kingdom of Judah, who was sent from his home kingdom to go to Israel, to proclaim that message of freedom to the people of Israel, who were oppressing their brothers and sisters, oppressing them, keeping them oppressed in their poverty, keeping them oppressed in sin by sinful worship. So the Lord sends this prophet who freely responds to the Lord's calling. He was so free that he was able to reject the accusations placed against him. This, he was charged for being one who had an agenda. He was being called treasonous or that he was seeking financial gain. And he's saying, no, I didn't do this on my own accord. I respond freely to the word of God to go forth and proclaim his word. True freedom, unafraid to proclaim God's word. As a consequence, history tells us that Amos lost his life to his own people. They murdered him, just like many of the prophets. Those who freely responded to God lost their lives in living the word that they were called to proclaim. Our apostles, too, were sent forth. They, too, went forth and were given that freedom to proclaim the word the Lord had given them. They would continue to the Lord extended his power and authority to his apostles, as he was free to do, giving them authority over, over the devil and sin and bring healing to others. And they continued that threefold work, proclaiming the good news of freedom to captives. They continued that work of healing people who were oppressed by the devil. And they continued that work of bringing healing to those who were sick. But not only that, the Lord wanted to make sure they were completely free and not burdened by other things so that they can continue their mission. He would provide for their needs. A word tells us they weren't to bring anything, almost anything, except some sandals and one tunic, not to be burdened by all these worldly things or to think they needed these things to proclaim the word. They were to trust in the word of God, to speak his word. The disciples would learn not to rely on their own power, 
but rely on the power of his word and their relationship with him. And in doing so, they would experience three things themselves. They would either find acceptance or perhaps a, at least a subtle appreciation. They, folks might not have agreed with their word, but they would at least show them some kindness or they would face right out rejection. They would face the same consequences their own Lord faced. And this is so important for us to recognize. We too continue the work of Christ. We too are called to go forth and as the Lord has commissioned us to bring freedom. He himself working through his church to bring freedom to the world, to those who are oppressed. Impressed by fear, doubt, the sin of, of, of the habitual sins they may be clinging to, thinking these things will bring them happiness, and even write out possession. And so often we might get caught up in thinking we need all kinds of things to do this work. Certainly in today's world with technology and all the things available to us, we're able to spread the word of God in a much more efficient manner. News and, and the internet, all these things are available to us. But are we willing to trust in the word proclaimed, to trust in his grace? Or do we compromise the word of God, thinking that we ourselves can win souls to the Lord? That we know better than you, Lord. We can do it our own way. So often I've encountered people who often will bring their children. I remember one situation where a woman years ago brought her daughter to me. I was a catechist in Philadelphia, and she talked about all she did. I did this to bring her back. I did that to bring her back. And the woman came with such, seemed like such anger. And her daughter just kind of stood there as her mother was going on and on and pointing to me, you have to finish the work. I said, okay. <laughs> so I sat down with her daughter. And her daughter, in a few minutes, I could tell this young lady had no interest. That she felt that she was not coming freely. Freely receiving the word of God. That was all about her mom. It was all about trying to please her mother. And therefore, I sadly had to let her go, but prayed for her, prayed for her that she will find the gospel and that the Lord will speak to her heart. The Lord has commissioned us to go forth and preach his word, to bring healing to others. But do we think that it's our work or his? Do we rely on his grace or our own efforts alone? Certainly we participate in his work as the apostles did. But as they would come to know in their weakness, they needed the Lord's grace. They needed his help in order to bring freedom to the world, bring them to those who are captive. And there's a certain freedom in that alone, trusting only in the word of God, trusting in his grace and our participating in it that even our act of participating is his work, his Holy Spirit flowing through us. 
There's a freedom in that, that we are not calling people to find the Lord and in sense enslaving them to him or making demands upon them, but to trust that the word of God will penetrate their hearts alone. St. Teresa of, Avila, of Calcutta actually said, we are called to be faithful, not successful. This is important to avoid pride that it was my work that brought such and such to find Christ. This is important for us that in those times when we fail, that sometimes that isn't the moment for that person to come to the Lord. We're called to plant those seeds. And sometimes it might take a person a year, two years, three years, maybe a lifetime to allow that word to grow in their hearts and that they freely can respond to the word of God. Success in freeing others belongs to the Lord. He's the one who sets us free. Family, let us pray to trust in his word not on our own efforts, but to participate as he calls us to spread his gospel, trusting that all success will be because of him and that we, too, will share in the eternal glory by being faithful to him and trusting in him alone in the work he has called us to do.